my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Thanksgiving, Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Yes, today it's Turkey Day. That's when I'm releasing the episode of Fuller House, Season 5, Episode 12, entitled Cold Turkey, which aired on June 2nd, 2020, when the second half of Season 5 of Fuller House dropped on Netflix. Raise your hands, shoot me an email. Get me up on the social media sites for the podcast and ask, or tell me, how many of you binged the entire last half of Fuller House Season 5 in that day? I can definitely say I did. <laughs> Alright, so I just, I just thought, you know what, I, I did the Miracle of Thanksgiving in 2019. I did the Thanksgiving episode from, I believe it was Season 2 of Fuller House last year. And this year I'm like, oh sweet, there's a Thanksgiving episode. That is awesome. One final one to do for the show. So, in this episode, according to IMDb, holiday traditions go out the window when Steph cooks her first Thanksgiving dinner and Danny, Jesse, and Joey get locked inside a freezer. Which probably this could maybe harken back to when Jesse and Kimmy got locked in the storage room in, on the opening night of the new Smash Club grand opening. That's what I was thinking when I think I was thinking when I was watching that scene. Like, yeah, this feels kind of like that. This episode's got a 7.9 out of 10 based on 124 ratings. Let's see who we got. Uh, looks like we don't have any guest stars for this episode. Oh, wow! This episode was directed by Dave Coulier, Joey Gladstone himself. That is so cool. Jeff Franklin, the creator, wrote this episode, along with Katie Golt, Nick Facitelli, story editor, Will Griffin, story editor. Uh, well, I want to say thank you to Katie, Nick, and Will for bringing an awesome, fun-filled episode. And a lot of callbacks to OG Full House. Surprisingly, there there is one goof. says, Danny says that he was a host of Wake Up San Francisco when Jesse and Joey moved in. No, he wasn't. I can tell you that right now, he was a sportscaster. And then in season two, he became a co-host of Wake Up San Francisco alongside Rebecca Donaldson, who would later, as we know, become Jesse's wife. All right. My favorite and yours, I'm sure, is the user reviews. Of course, we have one user review by the ever-faithful Power Man Dan. And let me start off by saying Power Man Dan does not give this a good review. Rates it a 4 out of 10 and titles it 
it could have been great. This, oh, also, warning spoilers. This episode is overstuffed with things that fall so short. Stephanie makes Thanksgiving dinner. Nobody has confidence in her. So DJ organizes the traditional cooking behind her back. That's not nice of her. Dumb plot. The three original guys return. Stephanie gets them to run to Uncle Monty's to pick up some ingredients, but they get locked in the meat freezer. Lucy and Three's company... Okay, so he, um, they are referring to... it. I love Lucy and Three's company. Did this much better. Thing with meat freezers is they are unbearably cold. This is shown as being just a little bit cold for the first few seconds. This episode does not play out that way, which is unrealistic and thereby diminishing the subplot by a lot, including a buried secret. So much more humor could have come about by depicting the freezer to be as deadly cold as they are. Well, and, and you guys know I say this, that everyone is entitled to their own opinion and whatnot. And for all intents and purposes, yes, this show does border on unrealism from time to time. That's how they get the laughs. If we focus so much on the guys just being cold and everything like that and just freezing, the scene wouldn't go anywhere. I think it was a good opportunity for the guys to be able to unveil some stuff that they probably kept hidden over the years. And, you know, just like, remember the Happy New Year, Happy New Year baby episode from Fuller House had the guys kind of in the backyard around uh, like a little fire pit revealing some of their grievances with each other, you know, beef with each other that they've had over the 30 plus years that they've known each other. It's kind of like that. Remember Joey's car, Rosie, from the original series? Well, we get to see its replacement. When Stephanie finds out about DJ doing stuff behind her back, she gets mad and goes to take new Rosie to get the food she needs. Flashback to Full House Season 3 happens. This rehash would have been funnier if it was Max or Tommy Jr. that crashes into the house. Um, here's the thing. Tommy Jr., is three or four years old. He's not getting by behind the wheel of the car. And Max, on the other hand, is 12. I see him having a lot more sense. Honestly, you want to know who could have fit this scenario? Jackson. 100% this could have been a Jackson move. Because Jackson, Jackson is, you know, he's kind of goofy. He's not, like, it's honestly feels kind of like the two brothers have switched if you compare them to DJ and Stephanie, Max seems like kind of more the older sibling, even though he's younger, and Jackson seems the one that is more younger than Max. It's just the mentality of it all. But no, if you were to not put Stephanie back in that car and put one of the kids in there, it would 100% be Jackson. Or heck, why don't you put Ramona in the front seat? That would be interesting. And it's not like I'm trying to say, oh, the character's dumb for doing this. They're not. I mean, Stephanie was a child when this first happened. But, and I'm going to get into this once I get to that scene with Stephanie here um, about that. But I would just want to finish up this review. This rehash would have been funnier if it was Max or Tommy Jr. that crashes into the house. But that's just me. This was a good time, but nothing... 
But Tommy had to come in and reenact Michelle's part. There's a car in the kitchen. But the and he's must uh, Hammett twins. They're actually the Messet twins. Are terrible actors. The Olsen sisters could act circles around the. I'm just gonna put in. You know he says Hammett's, but it's Messets. In season one of Full House. I don't want to write anymore. This is too stuffed. Um, first of all, come on. Let's not bash two toddlers and compare them to the Olsen twins. I say the Messet twins, honestly, they did a very good job with the screen time that they were given. Now, they're not always on the screen. Which is, you know... And that's the thing. You know, kids... You know, one set of twins is not going to be the same as another set of twins. You can't judge one's acting ability by those that have come before. I'm sorry. Like, oh, Michelle can act circles around these tunes. Good for them. That's great. But don't degrade these poor children. I mean, like I said, I, I know everyone's entitled their own opinion, but don't bash these kids. That's not fair to them. I think what's important is it's, it's a healthy work, making sure it's a healthy work environment for the kids growing up on, on the show. And... We see the behind the... If you follow the Message Twins on YouTube, you get to see the behind the scenes with, with the kids, you know, running around the set and, you know, some behind the scenes stuff and everything. And it's fun to watch. It's just, it's really, it, it is. And, you know, the kids are definitely high energized. But then again, when you're under four years old, you're going to be zooming all over the place. You're going to be having a fun time because you're a kid. Everything's new and exciting. So, speaking of the Messa Twins, they have a birthday in December, and I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to think of a Tommy episode. I'm like, I remember a Tommy episode. It was like Tommy's Tale, where DJ's trying to find, like, either a daycare or, I think it's a preschool for Tommy, and I think that is the episode I want to cover in December, so I'm really excited about that. You know, I kind of wish... I kind of wish there had been one last final Christmas episode, but maybe that'd be a bit much, you know, two holiday episodes and the final nine episodes of season five. Like, maybe it would have been much. I thought it would have been cute, but it, it, overall, it did a very good job. And I, I just, I, I applaud everybody, not just the writers, the directors, the producers, but just the cast. I just applaud them all. They just, they work so hard to bring this show to us, the viewers, and I just, I, I love it. I really, really do. Of course, before I officially get into the podcast, I always like to let the Tanner newbies know, thank you for jumping on the Tanner train, <laughs> Fuller train. And I want to let you know where you can find the podcast to listen to. You can listen to it on iTunes. Just type in Full House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up in the search bar. You can also listen on SoundCloud. I believe it's also on Podbean as well. As far as on social media, it does have its own Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Type in OMHCFHFH podcast on 
Instagram, and that is where you will find the page. You'll find information about upcoming series. I do a different series each month. This month I'm focusing on Back to School Part 2 series. Next month, I'm going to be finishing out the year of 2020 with Jesse and Rebecca, just like I covered their love story arc in January and February. I will be covering their arc as parents to newborns all the way up to Nikki and Alex being toddlers. So, as far as for the early 2021, my schedule for that is I'm thinking I'm going to do Parenting 102 that has Danny parenting the girls a few episodes there in february it's going to be all about tanner girls in love we got stephanie plays the field we have tanners and love we have baby love with michelle and howie and of course we have i believe it's season eight's dateless in san francisco the valentine's day episode and March, I've decided, since February is all about love, March is going to be about heartbreak. We're going to deal with the episode of Steve and DJ breaking up, of Danny and Vicky breaking up, of Jesse and Becky breaking up for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Steph, Jody Sweden's got a birthday in January, so I got to pick a Stephanie episode. So I'm going to, if you guys, if you guys got one in mind, if you want to recommend i can gladly take that into consideration just send an email omhc fhfhpodcast at gmail.com which i always include in the episode description now if you've been listening for a while you enjoy the podcast and you want to show the podcast some love i don't do patreon i don't believe in charging people for extra content all i ask is if you got a minute just jump on itunes apple Podcasts, and leave a review you can use emojis to describe episodes, characters. Somebody actually already did that, and I, I think I did pretty well with that. So, yeah. Also, another thing. I want to know what your top five, top ten lists are. Best, worst episodes, best, worst characters, best, worst side characters. Or even if you have an idea for a storyline that could have been done on Full or Fuller House, either or. Send me an email. I would love to read it on the podcast and get some involvement and stuff. Also, on occasion, I do, for a shout-out on the podcast, I do do a trivia question based on the episode that I will be covering the following week on the podcast. So, I normally do that with mainly the Full House episodes because... Fuller House, the episodes, unless I'm doing them for a podcast, I've only watched them once, so they're not 100% committed to memory. So, all right, without further ado, before I get into the episode, I just want to let you all know how much I appreciate you, and I hope you have a warm and happy and thankful Thanksgiving Turkey Day. Please continue to be safe out there. And taking precautions. Guys, we are going to get through this. I know we're going to get through this. And I just look to 2021 as it's going to be a new year. It's going to be a different year. I really see some some good coming out of it after the, uh, the cloudy storm that I'll refer to as 2000. 
20, <laughs> 2000. Yeah, I'm jumping all the way back 20 years <laughs> when I was still in high school. No, um, 2020 is just a dark cloud and I'm ready to move forward and look to brighter, clearer, sunny skies. That's my optimism. That's what I, that's what I'm doing. I'm bringing some brightness. Have a great day, everybody. Let's get into this episode. Oh, I'm so excited. So, of course, real quick. You guys know that Season 5 is not available on DVD yet, so I gotta watch on on Netflix. So, you guys want to watch the episode and listen to the podcast, or however you like to do, however you like to listen? All right, let's do this. All right, we come out of the intro. We're in the kitchen. We have Stephanie at the the kitchen counter as she is cutting up some vegetables. Baby Danielle is in her car seat. And Steph is asking, like, Danielle, are you excited for tonight? Mama's cooking her first Thanksgiving dinner. So, yeah, normally, as we've seen, the last Thanksgiving was hosted by DJ. She had an entire binder, checklists, schedules, all that stuff. So, Looks like DJ's actually kind of loosening the reins and letting her sister, who is a new mother, kind of take over. As we cut to the back door by the kitchen, and in comes DJ with Cosmo. R.I.P. Cosmo. I love Stephanie does the high-pitched baby voice as she kind of answers for Danielle. Yes, Mama, I'm very eager. I love what DJ says here. She tells Steph, enjoy this now because once they start talking, they never say what you want. (laughs) I love DJ here. She says, that's why I have a dog. As she scratches Cosmo's head and says, right, Cosmo? (laughs) Of course, DJ's got to do her own, like, Cosmo voice. That's right, Mom. Like, oh my goodness. It's, It's adorable. I love it. And Stephanie looked at DJ like, that's not what Cosmo sounds like. He sounds like this. You're hot stuff, Stephanie. Okay, weird. (laughs) Okay, very odd. Moving on. So, Cosmo runs off set to probably the trainer. And DJ asks Steph, like, hey, Steph, are you sure you don't want any help cooking, you know, your first Thanksgiving dinner? Like, this is big time. I mean, she's cooking for the whole family. And Stephanie tells DJ, you know, I appreciate the offer, but, you know, this is going to be Daniel's first night of solid food, solid food, and I want to be the one to cook it for her, which, it's a big, big deal. A big, big deal. Baby's first step from, you know, either, you know, formula or breast milk and moving on to solid food is a big, big milestone. <laughs> and I love how the audience, along with DJ, is like, aww, and DJ tells her, oh, that's really sweet stuff. DJ pads Stephanie's shoulder and says, I have full confidence in you. Then she goes over to the counter by the fridge, pulls out this ginormous coffee table book that almost looks like the book from Hocus Pocus. The spell book from Hocus Pocus, only not alive. (laughs) And she's like, just follow this book exactly as it says. That's why it's just, I was surprised. It seems like DJ always makes the big holidays, you know, about her. Well, not so much about her, but just, you know, how I've said in the past, DJ being such a taskmaster. 
And just the idea that she's letting someone else kind of slip in and take over, it just doesn't seem like something she wouldn't be easily able to relinquish control to somebody else. Especially it's a major holiday. I mean, Thanksgiving Christmas, major food holidays. Especially Thanksgiving. I had to back it up for a quick sec because I'm like, what is that title? It says Tanner Fuller Thanksgiving Recipe Book. Uh, it just seems like a bunch of recipes that DJ and the rest of the Tanner Fuller family have kind of concocted over the years. Like, oh, I like this. Let's make this. Oh, I like this one. Let's make this recipe. And <laughs> Stephanie's aware of the book. She's like, oh, not the book. I'd rather read Max's Blue Bud, Blue, <laughs> how'd you say it? Blue Blood fan fiction. Because we all know how big of a fan... That maxes a blue blood. It's been brought up in many, many episodes. This recipe book has even got a leather snap clasp on the side of it. Almost like it, a, a diary would have that. Like, oh, that's kind of cute. I like, like, it has kind of almost like a rustic look to it. Like, it's kind of, like, worn around the edges. Like, it's been passed from one tanner to the next to the next fuller. So DJ opens the book and says, okay, I'm going to have to have you sign here, initial here, and I'll need two forms of ID. And she says that it's been passed down from generation to generation. If that's the case, how come we never saw it in the Miracle of Thanksgiving? How come we never saw it in the Season 2 Thanksgiving Fuller House episode? Because we're too busy looking at DJ's binder. Her color-coded binder. So, DJ, not DJ, Stephanie closes the book and says, As much as I love this book, I actually went online and I found some new recipes I want to try. And, of course, that doesn't sit well with DJ at all. Like, oh, new, new recipes? It's such a shock, new recipes, to DJ that she is stammering and hyperventilating. Like, we don't go against the book. We don't go against the book. We always consult the book. Everything Thanksgiving related, we go to the book. It has every answer we could ever need regarding Thanksgiving. My gosh, she is such in a she is in such a state. DJ puts a hand to her chest and leans back against the fridge, like, <laughs> like okay, DJ, calm down. They're just new recipes. You have to be open for change. DJ's like, um, new recipes from online strangers. So Stephanie says she found a great recipe for watercress and Parmesan salad, which I've heard of watercress. Isn't that the stuff that you wrap around, wrap bacon around? Water. No, wait, isn't that a water chestnut? I don't know. All I know is I've never, I only like the bacon part. Like, oh, let me take this. Oh, let me um take out the, uh, the toothpick. Oh, um, yeah, I don't want that. I'll just take the bacon. <laughs> and you're like, you are such a picky eater. And I'm sure can tell you yes I've been told that many many times when my dad would take me to an all-you-can-eat buffet at the speeding house he would always make me lie about my age and say that I was six instead of eight so that way I can get in at half price because I would go directly to the salad bar and start eating the sunflower seeds so Steph wants to put a contemporary spin on it I'd be like I need my green bean casserole I need my cornbread bake which now that I live in another state Gordon Food Services is not nearby. So I gotta improvise. I got a corn bake mix and I got some cream corn and I'm gonna throw it together and pray that it's just as good as the cornbread bake from 
Gordon Food Services. But I've been having that for years, guys. That is the one thing I brought to family Thanksgivings over the years. And this mix will make or break my Thanksgiving. My first Thanksgiving alone with my husband. Without family. <sighs> DJ says the stuff. Oh, like the way that our ancestors are spinning in their graves. Harsh, Deej. Real harsh. DJ walks away with the book in hand, cradling it like it's baby Tommy. She's saying, oh, I'm sorry, book. You shouldn't have to listen to this. Oh, my goodness. Deej, please get a grip. Please. Tammy comes in. I love her fried egg earrings. She's like, guys, guys, stop fighting. It's just Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, ooh. To DJ, those are fighting words. It is never just Thanksgiving dinner. And I swear if DJ doesn't say those words, I'll be shocked. To my surprise and Kimmy's, DJ says, Kimmy, nobody's fighting. And Kimmy says, but Stephanie's cooking Thanksgiving dinner. You should be furious. Apparently this was a, st a setup by Stephanie because Kimmy's like, she kind of lets the cat out of the bag by saying, oh, at least that's what Stephanie said when she told me to come in here and say, guys, guys, stop fighting. <laughs> I swear the writing on the show, the lines get better and better with each season. Oh my gosh. I mean, now, not that the writing on Full House was bad, but if you brought this to the table, this A-game here to the table, we'd all be rolling on the floor laughing from 87 to 1995. Like, where are they coming up with these jokes? Half this stuff hasn't even been invented yet. <laughs> Steph, she looks at Kimmy's like, yeah, I also told you the, to read the room when you came in, but apparently I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> that is a golden lie. Literally love that line. So Kimmy says, I just don't want any fighting today because we're celebrating Fernando's American citizen citizenship. And Kimmy says, and it's if it's one thing America's not about, it's fighting. So DJ's as cool as a cucumber here. She's like, I'm totally cool with Stephanie cooking. I'm totally on board with that. I'm even Zen. Really. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> as much as I love the book, I book put away. Line and I found some new happen, recipes for Thanksgiving this year. Uh, 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 DJ, please. 
calm yourself. That better be a side and not an entree. My ancestors are spinning in their graves. I am sorry, Buck. You should not have to listen to this. Guys, guys, stop fighting. It's just Thanksgiving dinner. Kimmy, nobody's fighting. But Stephanie's cooking Thanksgiving dinner. You should be furious. At least that's what Stephanie said when she told me to run in here and say, guys, guys, stop fighting. outside we hear a car approaching and a horn honking and a DJ it's like oh did those knuckleheads park on my lawn and I'm like uh technically it's your dad's lawn because he still owns the house and just lets you live there rent free so but we go to the backyard and we see this beautiful red is this Rosie we'll find out whether it's I think it's Rosie number three as the guys all come out, Jesse, Danny, and Joey, and the audience goes cuckoo bananas. They love it. I mean, because I love it too. I love it when Danny and Joey and Jesse all stop by and it's a big family reunion. So Danny was riding in the back behind Jesse's riding shotgun and Joey, who of course is driving since it's his car. So, when Joey gets out, he looks like he's got a green buffer cloth because he's rubbing the hood of the car. And Danny, when Danny gets out, he's like kind of holding his back like, Joey, my back is killing me. What do you have those seats refurbished in? Marbles and nails? To get another, ah, is John Stamos, Uncle Jesse comes out of the car love Jesse's like hey your back's killing you Danny because you're 90 don't blame the clunker I'm sure Joey's gonna take offense to it why are you calling my car a clunker but yeah Joey's like a clunker really she is a classic with many more miles of love to give and I'm like Joey what's your relationship with the car I know you love the car and everything she's very beautiful. I mean, you guys know me. You listen to the podcast for a while. You know my favorite color is red. Joey is like, don't talk about her like that. And here comes Kimmy going, putting her hands. Don't. No fighting. No fighting. Stop the fighting. <laughs> Maybe she's looking for an excuse to actually be able to use that line. Like, I read the room. <laughs> They're fighting. Kimmy's like, stop fighting. It's just Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, they wanted to use when she ran into the kitchen with Steph and DJ. And we see DJ and Steph come out and Steph is holding baby Danielle. Oh, oh, the baby is so adorable. So Danny has his arms so like, let me see my granddaughter. And he lifts and Dan- baby Danielle is wearing this adorable plaid black and white dress and she's got one of those little white flower uh head 
what, what do you call those things? A head, not a head wrap. What are they called? I don't know. Headband. I'm calling it a flower headband. And he says, oh, cutie. Oh, she is so adorable. And I love Danny with his granddaughter. It's like he's had three grandsons. He's finally he's got his granddaughter. And I'm like, oh, my heart. My heart. The feels. I love this. So Danny asked baby Danielle, are you living up to the Danny Tanner name? And I love how Jesse over Danny's shoulder is like, you mean uh, living up to talking nonsense and gassy? Then yes. <laughs> and Danny like turns to look over his shoulder at Jesse like, hey, back off, Jess. The last thing she needs to do is be inhaling the fumes from your black hair dye. Jesse, we all know your hair is not natural. You've been coloring. <laughs> I mean, what was it? It was the end of season five, wasn't it? Captain Video Parts 1 and 2 where he found a gray hair and he, he ended up dyeing his hair and he came down with that plastic wrap on his head when Becky brought the Beach Boys over to jam with him. And she's like, why are you dyeing your hair? He's like, because I'm worth it. <laughs> you are, Jess. You are worth it. So Steph goes over to Joey and says, oh, wow, old Rosie's looking pretty good. And Joey says, well, this is actually my new project. This is Rosie number two. Okay, so it is number two, not number three. Gotcha. All right. I'm, I'm keeping on track here. And I love how Stephanie reminds Joey, like, yeah, when I saw original Rosie, I was eight and I drove right through. Well, actually, she uh, backed her in reverse through the kitchen. And, of course, <laughs> Joey's a little sensitive about that, which understandable. And Joey's like, ah, we don't talk about such things. I told her that Rosie One is living with a Chevy on a farm upstate. <laughs> like, oh, Joey, for heaven's sake. <sighs> you know what? I'd rather see Joey with the cars than see him with his children because I can't stand any of those little regrets. Oh, they're monsters. The fact that they even made a second appearance was too much for me. It's like, and I, I, ugh, I don't really want to get into it, but I just, I could not stand them. I just thought Joey did a good job with, you know, DJ and Steph and Michelle. It's like, how did his kids come out to be holy terrors? Actually, this is my newest project, Rosie 2. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Last time I saw original Rosie, I was eight and drove her right through the kitchen. I, 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 uh, we don't talk of such things. I, uh, I told her that Rosie Wan is living with a nice Chevy on a farm upstate. <laughs> For heaven's sake, Joey. All right, so it looks like the family is gathered in the living room. They're watching most likely the Macy's Day Parade, and Max is on the couch, and Joey's sitting next to him. He's like, oh my gosh, it's really windy there. The Snoopy balloon just almost flew into SpongeBob's butt. And we all know Max. I don't think he's going to find that funny. He's probably going to poke fun at Joey. Say something like, oh, Joey, you're out of work again, huh? <laughs> or something like that. Jesse's sitting on the other side of Max. He's like, hey, check this out. It's uh, Jonas, I don't know who Lizzo is, and uh, Snowman playing guitar. <laughs> Man, I love Max's expression. He is just looking at him like, who are these two yahoos? They may be related to one of them by blood, but uh, the other one? Ugh. Of course, Jackson says, that's not a snowman, that's Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. I love his music, it's so good. And I definitely think that the song Perfect is an amazing song for a wedding. Just listen to the lyrics, it's so beautiful. I love Jesse's comment. He's like, that boy has got to get some sun. We all know Ed Sheeran is a redhead. And, you know, sometimes, not all redheads, some, you know, have pale skin. My dad had, um, strawberry blonde hair, and he definitely could burn in the sun. Max is that enough? He's like, will you guys be quiet? If your name's not Hoda, I don't want to hear your voice. Okay, so I looked it up, because I'm like, okay, who was he referring to, Hoda? And... I looked on Instagram. I thought, you know, maybe it was a singer. I don't, um, Hoda K-O-T-B. Who is she? H-O-D-A K-O-T-B. Okay, oh, 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 here we go. Okay, hold on a second. Let's see. Egyptian American broadcast journalist, television personality, and author. She's a main co-anchor of the NBC News Morning Show Today and co-host of its entertainment-focused fourth hour. Formerly served as a correspondent for the television news magazine program Dateline NBC. Okay, well, good for her. Good for her. I gotta say, Max's bow tie is on point. It is go, go I, oh, I cannot over how much I love this character. He's amazing. His line delivery delivery is pure, pure gold. It's everything about this kid. It's just, woo. I still say, in my mind, I could build a time machine and I could bring this version of Max or even eight-year-old version of Max to full house to eight-year-old Stephanie and they can have a clapback war. <laughs> I just think that would be wild and Max would win by a landslide. <laughs> so Danny asked DJ, like, hey, Deej, when's dinner gonna be ready? I've been fasting since 10 a.m. Wow. DJ looks at Danny and <laughs> she's like, it's only 10.30. That's what I was kind of asking Jeremy about because it's just, you know, this is our first Thanksgiving away, you know, that we're not spending with family this year. I asked him, I said, well, we haven't fully decided, 
But I kind of think like maybe doing the turkey and everything for like a dinner because I want to do the green bean casserole. I want to do the the uh, my version of a cornbread bake and you know we got a small turkey just for two of us and I'm just like it makes more sense like because that's a big meal like have it like closer to dinner time it's got plenty of time to cook you don't got to get up so early in the morning to put the bird in the oven and all that because we all know I mean I'm not a morning person I don't get up till like 11 30 in the morning Oh, Danny with the smart alecky clips. Didn't ask the time. Just wanted to know when dinner was going to be ready. Uh, Stephanie announces to the family. Says, well, actually, TJ is not cooking dinner this year. Everybody, I am. Danny, not Danny, excuse me. Jesse jumps off that couch like his butt's on fire. He's like, what? Like, that was, like, really, that's not the plan. Of course, Jesse tries, tries to reel it in. Like, oh, I mean, uh, that that's great, Steph. I love he's like, you do know where the stove is, right? <laughs> like, yes, Joey, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, oh God, he's going to hate me. Like, why did you just call me Joey? Like, I'm sorry. Both your names start with J. I, oh, I love Stephanie. She's like looking at Uncle Jesse like, oh my gosh, how stupid he's. I, yeah, I had Max throw me a map of the kitchen. Of course, we see Joey with it. It says in subtitles, exaggerated accent. It sounds like he's trying to pull off a Scottish accent or something. He's like, as long as I get cheesy potatoes in my belly. Okay, Joey. Okay. You'll get your cheesy potatoes. <gasps> cheesy potatoes are the best. Oh my gosh. I bet Stephanie's going to say something like, oh, we're not having those this year. Like, no, you're going to change the menu completely? Maybe add a couple touches, but cheesy potatoes, guys. That's best. If someone said, we're not having green bean casserole, I'd be like, I don't know you anymore. And I'm disinviting myself. Bye. Like, seriously, who are you? Thanksgiving's not Thanksgiving without green bean casserole. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah, she does say there are not going to be cheesy potatoes this year. And not only Joey, but Max and Jesse, their mouth, jaws are like on the ground. Like, oh, what? No. Even Jackson and DJ are like, what? No cheesy potatoes? And she's like, no, I found new recipes online. And Jesse looks at her like, and says, from strangers? Like, I get it. You want to cook Thanksgiving. That's great. But don't just revamp the entire menu. Have so I mean, the whatever the heck type of salad thingy she was doing and then some other type of watercress, whatever, I can't remember, thing she was doing. Like, you're going to have a turkey, aren't you? <laughs> you can't take the turkey out of Thanksgiving. Unless there are people out there who are unpartial to turkey, which is absolutely fine. Everyone each their own. I think that that's, you really should have said something like the night before. Like, hey, by the way, I am cooking Thanksgiving. We all know that. But the menu that you knew, gone. Just, I'm doing my own thing this year. So it's definitely, you know, understand, you know, I know this family's all about tradition, but I want to try something new this year. And DJ supports Stephanie. Like, hey, Steph, that's great. It's going to be great, isn't it? And Danny's like, without cheesy potatoes? Like, okay. Okay, guys, Joey, Danny, enough with the accents. Thank you.
Well, Stephanie doesn't want to hear any more complaining. She says, instead of complaining, why don't the three of you go down to Uncle Monty's and go get the turkey out of the smoker? Um, here's a question. Is it good to be leaving something unattended in a place that you're not going to be to oversee in case things go wrong? I mean, if you have something in a smoker, don't you want to be... I mean, you never know. There could be a malfunction. Something could go wrong. You're not there and the place just burns down. You... Mm. Jesse, tell Stephanie, one turkey is not a three-man job. And I love how he kind of, like, Jesse, since he's sitting right next to Max, kind of, like, grabs the top of his vest and kind of pulls him, like, and I am County Joey as a full man. Joey, of course, picks up on Stephanie's words and is like, you know, it sounds like you're trying to get rid of us. And I love how Stephanie just looks at him and is like, oh, does it just sound that way? <laughs> yeah. Lynn is windy at the Thanksgiving parade. The Snoopy balloon almost flew into SpongeBob's butt. Look at that. Check out this next performance. It's a bonus Jonas, Lizzo, and uh, Snowman playing guitar. That's not a snowman, that's Ed Sheeran. That boy has got to get some sun. <laughs> Would you guys be quiet? If your name's not Hoda, I don't want to hear your voice. <laughs> hey, Deej, what time's dinner going to be ready? I've been fasting since 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's only 10.30. <laughs> and that's the time. I just want to know when dinner's going to be ready. Actually, Dad, DJ is not cooking dinner this year. I am. What? <laughs> That's great, Steph. You do know where the stove is, right? <laughs> yeah, I have Max draw me a map of the kitchen. As long as I get cheesy potatoes in the Well, actually, there are not going to be cheesy potatoes this year. <laughs> no cheesy potatoes? No, I, I found new recipes online. From strangers? <laughs> Yes, I know that this family loves their holiday traditions, but this year I'm excited to try something new. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Without cheesy potatoes? How about instead of complaining about side dishes, you three go down to Uncle Monty's and get the turkey out of the smoker for me? One turkey doesn't seem like a three-man job, and I am counting Joey as a full man. <laughs> you know, I could be wrong, but it sounds like you're trying to get rid of us. Oh, does it just sound that way? So the front doors fly open. Kimmy comes in with a trumpet or a bugle and she says, Oye, Oye, announcing Fernando, the newest member of the um, United States, with his tribute to America. So Fernando comes in with Ramona and Jimmy, and Fernando is wearing a. a button-up shirt with stripes down the front of it. And he says, we begin with <laughs> we begin with a detailed history of the electoral college. Like, oh boy. I can see everyone's like, yeah, I gotta go do this. I gotta, yeah, no one's gonna be there for it. Everyone's gonna find something. The guy's gotta get down to Uncle Monty's and get that toast, that tur- the toaster, the turkey out of the roaster before Uncle Monty's explodes. And everyone else has their various Thanksgiving tasks to do. 
So Jesse turns to Danny. He's like, you know what? I think that Turkey is a three-man job after all. Let's uh, let's get out of here. And Fernando, of course, is standing right in the doorway. He's like, where are you going? You're going to miss my performance. And Uncle Jesse, Jesse's like, exactly. Yeah, they're not going to stick around for that. Where are you going? You're going to miss my performance. He looks like irritated and offended at the same time. Like, where do you think you're going? All right. So now we're going to Uncle Monty's with Jesse, Joey, and Danny. So Danny's got the turkeys like, all right, let's go. And Jesse's like, well, where's Joey? Joey says, I'm in here. He's in the meat freezer. And of course, we got these ginormous hanging slabs of meat. And it looks like Joey wants to do his Rocky Balboa impression. Why is it always when you see a giant slab of hanging meat, people are like, I'm going to do my Rocky impression. Like, I've never seen Rocky. Bits and pieces, but never all the way through. Yeah, uh, I would be offended if I were uh, Rocky Balboa or, or sliced Stallone at Joey's impression of him. That looks absolutely horrendous. Jesse looks at him and he says, that is the worst Rocky I have ever seen. And I've seen Rocky on ice. So Joey's like, all right, let's get out of here. He goes to the door, which is now closed, to open it. I worked in, I worked at KFC. I sometimes had to go in to get biscuits that I had to pan up or I had to get coleslaw out of the freezer. They have it where... On the outside of the door, it's a handle you just pull. And then on the inside of the door, there's this long metal rod that's got, like, a plastic piece that you push on from the inside of the freezer to get out of the freezer. And I remember this one time I was in there, and I think someone said just be careful with the door because... It's been having issues with opening from the inside. And, of course, I'm like, crap. So, of course, what do I do? I'm, like, pushing on it. It's not opening. I start, oh, my gosh. That second of, you start panicking. Which, no one wants to be shut in a freezer. I did, I think, I can't remember now whether I, finally the door did open. I wasn't in there very long. Or somebody heard me, hey, hey, I can't get out. And someone opened the door for me. But it's like, that is a scare. I mean, there were people walking, you know, in, in the kitchen and in the back and everything. So, you know, there were people all over the place. So even if I couldn't get, you know, somebody would have heard me. It's not soundproof. They should have. I'm sure eventually they fixed that door. So Joey turns to Jesse and Danny says, guys, we're locked in. And Jesse can just kind of... Pfft, Move aside. We're not locked in. He's gonna... Oh my gosh, that just feels like the Smash Club. Another opening. 
when he and Kimmy were locked in that storage room. Now, granted, that was a storage room. It wasn't a walk-in meat freezer. Come on, Jess. Of course he goes and he yanks the part of the door, that probably the handle from the inside, like I said, that you would push to be able to push open the door from the, that opens the lever on the outside. It's like, come on, oh boy. Granted, now I do recall, you know, watching the, like I said, I watched all nine episodes when it dropped on January, or January, on June 2nd. And I do remember, spoiler guys, they get out of there. You know, they get out of there. I mean, that meat freezer has a window in it, which probably a very good thing. The, KF- the one at KFC did not have a window in it. It was pure steel door. So Jesse's like, guys, we're locked in. And he starts pounding on the door. I'm like, who are you thinking is going to be out there? There's nobody there but the three of you. The place is closed for Thanksgiving. Joey immediately, oh my gosh, it's so cold in here. Danny's like, don't worry, I will call the girls and they will come and get us out of here. And of course, Danny's holding up his phone, like looking for a signal and I have no reception. So yes, even in the land of cell phones, probably in a freezer, you're not going to have reception. Just, gosh, this just reminds me of the early, you know, 2000s where it's like, how many bars do you have? Or... I'm out of range, or we hit a dead zone, or what, <laughs> some of those other slang. Remember all those commercials with the for Sprint of Horizon? Like, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> and Jesse, of course, pulls out his phone, and he sees, because he totally knows it, too. Like, I, what, is that a thing? I, I know there's so many people, like, that is just a typical responses let me hold it up high above my head i can maybe get some bars maybe get a signal they're in a closed freeze oh not to i think isn't it joey's the only one with a short sleeve shirt granted the other guys are wearing long sleeve you know button-up shirts but still it's like it's cold in there for a reason it's a freezer you got to keep that meat cold so <laughs> yeah Oh, I see the door shutting. Shut up, Joey. That's offensive. Yes. And I saw Rocky on ice. Alright, come on. Let's get out of here. Guys. Guys, we're the door open. Very funny, Joey. Move aside. We're not locked in. You are now. Way to go, Jess. All right, well, let's go back to the house. We got Steve going up the stairs. He's got a coat that's covering something in his arms. He knocks on the door. DJ pokes her head out and says, what took you so long? And he says, I came as fast as I could. I got my microwave. I love how Steve's so proud. He says, it has a pizza bun. I'm like, it's Thanksgiving. We're not making pizza. We're making turkey and side dishes like green bean casserole and pumpkin pie. And cheesy potatoes. Gosh, I'm so hungry right now. 
and it's like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so DJ says, were you followed? And Steve says, by who? What exactly are you bringing me into here? Like, what did you get me involved in? And DJ tells him, only the most important mission of the year, saving Thanksgiving. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I like that Stephanie wants to do it herself, but it's like, why can't two people come together? They can each kind of bring their own stuff to the table. Why does it gotta be just one person? The fact that DJ even relinquished control of Thanksgiving is just so surprising. I mean, it's not that Stephanie's got bad ideas. It's just she's completely changed. She's not leaving room for anyone to, like, bring, like, yeah, make your own stuff, but let us bring other stuff, too. I don't know. It's just, mm. That watercress salad green something or other she was mentioning that she got off the internet. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Of course, DJ has to make a note in her phone Idea for Hallmark movie, Saving Thanksgiving. And it's so funny because we know that Candace Cameron Bure is in a lot, you know, the Hallmark movies, you know, Christmas movies, stuff like that. And it's just, I like that this is like a little callback to that. I wouldn't be surprised if she were in a Saving Thanksgiving movie. I mean, she's done Christmas movies. So I could see. I'm just thinking, I gotta, I bet anything, there's got, I'm gonna look it up right now. I gotta know, are there Hallmark Thanksgiving movies? Okay, so there is a movie, Hallmark, called The Thanksgiving House. Okay. Okay, so it's not, uh, it's not Thanksgiving, but there, Candace has got another movie coming out. Oh, November 29th. Hey, that's my mom's birthday. Um, if I only had Christmas, she's been in a lot of Christmas movies, so, you know, especially, uh, Christmas Hallmark films. Christmas Town, a shoe addict, a shoe addict's Christmas, switched for Christmas, journey back to Christmas, a Christmas detour, uh, Christmas under wraps, let it snow, okay, the heart of Christmas. Moonlight and Mistletoe. Wow, a lot. A lot of Christmas stuff, guys. This setup that they have in Jackson and Max's room, they got like a little itty-bitty kitchen island. They have an electric stove top on Jackson's desk. Looks like they got some green bean casserole. They might be making cheesy potatoes. They got a lot of stuff. They got buns. They got... A lot of package stuff. It's like they're making their own Thanksgiving right up in Jackson and Max's room. I love what Steve says here. (laughs) The DJ is like, honey, I love you, but I'm scared here (laughs) of what I'm seeing. As the boys are working on all the Thanksgiving side dishes. So DJ informs Steve that Stephanie has gone rogue. She is not using our family recipe book at all. And Steve's like, well, yeah, but she's still making cheesy potatoes, right? And the look on DJ's face is like, mm-mm. No, honey, I'm sorry. Puts a hand on his shoulder and she says, you might want to sit down for this. <laughs> oh, God. And he's like, no cheesy potatoes? Wait, then how come I smell cheesy potatoes? Because one of the boys is cooking cheesy potatoes. 
Jan refers to this setup as a pirate kitchen, and that's what he's he, she's cooking the cheesy potatoes as we speak. Jackson's like, he says, yeah, she calls it a pirate kitchen, but she won't let either of us wear eye patches. And Steve looks around and he's like, you know, Deej, it looks like you're cooking more than just te- cheesy potatoes. And she's like, well, I mean, it started with the cheesy potatoes, but then, you know, Jackson wanted green bean casserole. Ah, hey, up here, up top here, Jackson, give me high five. <laughs> no, that didn't happen, but still, like, hey, I, 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 I got green bean casserole. All the way. All the way. Max, of course, wanted the brown sugar sweet potatoes. I'm like, what? Okay, does he put, does he like marshmallows on? Because I know it seems like that is a thing definitely with the marshmallows on top. No. Um, I, I'm not normally a fan of sweet potatoes, you know, outside of like Thanksgiving, you know, sweet potato, you know, marshmallows and all that yummy, delicious, goodness, butter and brown sugar and all that stuff. It's really the only time I would have sweet potatoes is if it is strictly Thanksgiving. Kind of like who has pumpkin pie outside of Thanksgiving? Not that you can't, but actually now that I think about it, I gotta remember to buy pumpkin pie. We are like, what is today is the 15th? So a week from Thursday. So the 19th, a week from the 19th is Thanksgiving, guys. Wow, I can't believe it. Oh, this is going to be hard for me. Oh my god, I'm probably going to cry. I can imagine I'm going to be emotional. Just always kind of been with our family around this time. And it's just... But then again, with everything going on right now, too. I I just... I feel for everybody right now with what's going on. And it just... It's the two biggest family gathering holidays. Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's just like... Uh, Alright, let's get back to the episode. Call back, call back to season one, Full House with Mom's picture perfect pumpkin pie. Thank you, DJ. Oh, honoring mommy, mommy Tanner. Oh God, Jackson tells Steve we even have a ham marinating in the bathtub. Ooh. Oh, please tell me that um you have it marinating in something. That's in the bathtub, like, um, a plastic tub inside the bathtub, or the bathtub is saran-wrapped in plastic wrap, or something, because that, bleh. And DJ says, and I'm making a green salad, because Stephanie's making some watercress Parmesan thing. Okay, so that's what, so I was right on the watercress, but they're Parmesan. I want to look that up. I want to see what that's all about. Yeah, they have a lot of different versions of it. There's Parmesan's watercress salad with candy. Ooh, candied walnuts. I love those. Love those. Uh, watercress and radicchio salad. Uh, I can't even pronounce that to save my life. Watercress hazelnut Parmesan salad. We got, again, what is this? R-A-D-I-C-C-H-I-O radicchio Let's see, Parmesan watercress salad. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And hazelnuts. Mm. Um, champagne vinaigrette with watercress Parmesan salad. That's great. If any of you have tried it and you like it, send me an email. I want to know what you like about it. I've never had it myself. Granted, 
probably should knock something before I tried it, but I've never been a veggies person. I mean, I like, I like my corn. I like apples. Occasionally like oranges. Man, you know the mandarin oranges with like the marshmallows. <laughs> uh, Steve just said some fighting words. He said, oh, I love watercress parmesan thing. And I love how DJ puts a hand on her hip and she looks at him like, you are on shaky ground, Stephen Hale. Oh. I came as fast as I could. And I brought my microwave. It has some pizza left. We're not making TV, we're making TV. Were you followed? By who? Wait, what exactly did you get me involved with? <laughs> the most important mission of the year, saving Thanksgiving. <gasps> Idea for Hallmark movie, saving Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's get back to the guys in the turkey in the meat freezer at uh, Uncle Monty's. So all three of them are sitting there. Danny's got the turkey on his lap since, you know, it came out of the roaster. And Joey's like, alright, it's my turn with the warm-up turkey. And <laughs> Danny tells him, if you even nibble that turkey, I'm... He tells Joey, I'm gonna bite your hand off. Oh, Joey refers to it as the warm lap turkey. So, Joey wonders aloud, you know, why haven't the girls noticed we're missing yet? And Danny says, because we're old and they don't care about us anymore. We're old news. Like, Danny, come on now. You know that's not true. I love Jesse what he says. He says, hey, maybe you guys are old news, but I'm still hot in Japan. It's like, that's right. The song forever. And I think, didn't he do, like, a cologne ad? Or there's a billboard with him riding, like, a, a unicorn or something with rainbows. So, yes, we're going to hear their grievances in just a bit here. As Joey is complaining about the, like, first they don't want us, they want to get rid of us, and now they're not coming to rescue us. And Joey's recanting about how many honeybee meetings that he went to over the years. And Danny brings up the fact, it's like, yeah, it's amazing how the tables have turned, you know, when they were relying on us, and now here we're sitting relying on them. And Joey mentions about how time is just moving too fast. It's like, yeah, it has been over 30, 33 years since Full House originally premiered. And it's like, yeah, it just, it's just, it's... Time is just, it does, it moves so, so fast. It seems like 
for me, it's like when you're in school and everything, it's like, gosh, time is moving too slow. Just in general, like, oh, I can't wait to get my license. I can't wait to be an adult. And then you get to be an adult and it's just like the years are literally skipping ahead. And it's like, where did the time go? Danny tells Joey, well, I mean, the years have been good to us. Well, I mean, by us, I mean me and Jesse here, not Joey. Oh, what is it, bag on Joey Day? <laughs> I love how we get a callback to Jesse being an exterminator. As he mentions how when he moved in, he was a handsome exterminator. And now, I'm not an exterminator. <laughs> and Joey brings the fact that he was so single and so poor that he was willing to move into an alcove. And Danny smiles like, yeah, the day I moved that hockey mannequin from the alcove into the garage was one of the happiest days of my life. And, you know, it's really interesting how they still call it a garage, even though it's not a garage anymore. It's been trans... Let's see, it went from a garage to Joey's bedroom. From Joey's bedroom, it went to the recording studio... After that, I mean, it pretty much stayed a recording studio for, what, from season five all the way to season eight. And then, of course, in Fuller House, we see it's been transformed back into a bedroom again. So Joey at least takes a good look at the good things in his life, like his wife Ginger and their demon children. <laughs> and he says, I'm headlining in Vegas. Well, I mean, Vegas adjacent. Phoenix is close so I'm gonna get I'm like yeah you're not headlining in Vegas but I'm sorry <laughs> you're just you're not so this is where we get a flub Danny says you know when you guys moved in I was just all looking for love host of wake up San Francisco are you serious not neither Jesse nor Joey are gonna correct him like no you weren't you were a newscaster what channel did he was it channel eight that he worked for when I go back, when I'm doing the beginning of the episodes and different series and stuff, I'll figure. When I do Danny's career series, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to tell. And Danny kind of finishes this up with, and now I wear glasses. Which is interesting because I believe Bob Saget didn't for a while behind the scenes, if you saw him, he was wearing glasses. So I like that they will probably really incorporate it into his character because he probably does really need them. I mean, Bob Saget is, he's gotta be 60 by now, I would imagine. Okay, he is 64, so he's three years older than my dad and Jeremy's parents, who, funnily enough, were all born, like, right, Jeremy's dad was born in May of 53. Then my dad was born in June of 53, and his mom was born in July of 53. I'm just, how, how, how coincident, how, just, it's weird how that worked out. That's when I started working at the video store with Jeremy. We both were driving Oldsmobile Achievas. Now, if that isn't a, a twist of fate, I don't know what is. So Jesse, of course, is looking out the little window in the freezer door, probably hoping somebody will pass by and see if they're locked in there. He's like, yeah, boys, we've definitely come a long way. And he goes to sit down next to Joey, and he's like, and to think, the three of us almost didn't happen. And it's like, wait, pump the brakes. What was that? 
And the thing is, when I first saw this episode, I was I was surprised that this at this reveal. I really I wow. Can you imagine if it had just been Danny and Jesse and not Joey? So Joey latches on to Jesse's statement, like, well, wait, what does that mean? And Danny's like, N nothing, just forget about it. And Joey's like, no, what do you mean the three of us almost didn't happen? And Jesse, of course, lets the cat out of the bag like it's no big deal. Like, oh, well, I mean, Danny didn't want you to move in at first. I mean, it's no big deal. And I'm like, Ugh. you guys got 30 years of history together. Don't act like that's not a big deal. I mean... Danny's important because he's the girl's father. And Jesse's important because he's the girl's uncle. And Joey kind of fits in there in a way. It's like, you know, even though, I mean, I feel like he, he brought a lot of, you know, fun and, and laughter and smiles to the girl's faces and stuff. But they're also, you know, he helped Stephanie when it came time to her first, you know, Visit with the, with the dentist and everything. And he helped Michelle when she was learning to ride a bike without two uh, training wheels for the first time. And he even was going to go and get DJ a Stacy Q autograph. Even though she said she was sick and then she was fine. I mean, but he went out of his way to do that. And let's not forget... Joey dressed up as Donatello in his TMNT Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle PJs at the in the slumber party episode. Granted, Stephanie kept telling him, no, Joey, really, you don't have to do this. But he went anyway because he loves those girls. So I can understand definitely why Joey would be upset. Just the idea of, like, you almost didn't, you know... The, the the threesome that we all know and love almost didn't happen because... And, and Danny, you know, he brings up some interesting points. The fact that Joey's a comedian, he has odd hours where he's probably paying, playing sets like at like midnight and 1 a.m. Like he didn't want him coming home and waking up the girls and everything like that. And Joey just looked at Danny because he's sitting right next to him and he's like, Really, Danny? You didn't want me to move in? And he hands off the lap turkey to Danny. says, well, I mean, my whole adult life has been one big lie. And he has audience says, aww. And you kind of, you do feel for Joey. Because he felt, you know, he's part of this family. You know, if you think about Joey's home life, as I've talked about in previous episodes, his dad was in the military. Joey moved around a lot. His parents got divorced when he was like 11 or 12. And then he and his mom settled in San Francisco. You know, he and Danny became friends. And I'm just thinking, and even the time where, um, Joe, the episode Joey gets tough and they all have kind of a family meeting slash powwow regarding Joey grounding DJ because she came home late from her karate tournament or meeting. And... He gets angry because they're all fighting. It's like, my parents fought all the time. And it just, I thought when I moved in here, it was so nice to be part of a family and everything like that. And it's just, yeah. And then to learn, like, 30 years later, 
originally, I mean, the fact, not just that it wouldn't have happened, but that the fact that Danny originally didn't want Joey to move in. Danny is Joey's best friend. That's like 30 years down the road, you find out your best friend only likes you because they feel sorry for you or something. Or, I was only friends with you because my mom made me be friends with you. Or something to that effect. That would literally emotionally kill a person. I mean, a sensitive types like me. That would absolutely destroy me. Basically saying like that your friendship, your friendship is based on a complete lie that you've been living. Oh my gosh. Guess maybe I am reading too much into this, but I feel for Joey. Yes, I knock on his jokes a bit and then kind of like, meh, but I, I get it. As a child of divorce and not, you know, being part of a stable, happy family and stuff like that, I just, I cling to the... Who, who doesn't cling to the ideal family life of the Tanners or the Huxtables or the C or let's see um the Banks family from Fresh Prince or the Winslows I mean uh, just or even the um the Keatons just we see this happy family go through these fun little trials and episodes and everything, like, every, you know, each week. And it's like, this is the ideal, you know, kids, for maybe either not, you know, the best home life and everything, it's like, we all, I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, I gravitated towards that. I did. And yes... I was, like, looked at, like, oh, you're weird, or, oh, there's something wrong with you because you're fantasizing about wanting to be a part of a family that isn't real, and it's just, call it what you will. I mean, that was my, that's my comfort show. Full House was my comfort show. It was my security blanket. It was all of that. Okay, it's my turn for the warm lap turkey. <laughs> all right, if you take one nibble of that turkey, I'm going to bite your hand off. Why haven't the girls noticed that we're missing yet? Because they don't care about us anymore. We're old news. Maybe you guys are old news, but I'm still hot in Japan. <laughs> First they try to get rid of us, then they don't come and rescue us. You know how many honeybee troop meetings I went to when they were little? It's unsettling how the tables have turned. They used to rely on us, and now we're sitting here relying on them. Man, time is going by way too fast. <sighs> yeah, but the years have been good to us. I mean... Us, not Joey. <laughs> Just think about it, guys. When I moved in, I was a handsome exterminator, and now I'm not an exterminator. <laughs> I was so single and poor back then, I was willing to move into the alcove. Oh. That day that I moved that hockey mannequin from the alcove into the garage was one of the happiest days of my life. And now I got Ginger and the kids, and I'm headlining in Vegas. Vegas adjacent Phoenix, but it's close. Mm-hmm. You know, when you guys moved in, I was just a looking for love host of Wake Up San Francisco. No, you weren't. You were and a sportscaster. I wear glasses. <laughs> yeah, boys, we've come a long way together. And to think, the three of us almost didn't happen. What does that mean? Nothing. 
No, no, no. Jesse just said the three of us almost didn't have. Well, Danny didn't want you to move in at first, so it would have been just the two of us. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's really, horrible. Danny, no, you didn't want me to move in. Okay, my entire adult life has been one big lie. All right, we're heading back to the Tanner kitchen, oh, Tanner Fuller kitchen, and we got Stephanie cooking up a storm, and we know that her beautiful song that she sang for Danielle, I love how she's incorporating, like, cooking words into it, it's just, it's really, really cute. So I'm not sure what, I'm, I'm thinking whether is it a sauce that she's working on because she kind of sticks her finger in, you know, taste test and she goes, alright, perfect, all I need is the turkey. And we cut to the kitchen door. Who's coming through? Fernando! Dressed like a pilgrim! <laughs> Stephanie looks at him and says, wrong turkey. And then here come Kimmy and Ramona dressed like pilgrimesses. Um... I don't know the proper term. Because I know over the years, like, we've changed how we've referred to people as far as, you know, Indians, you don't say, you say Native Americans. And for pilgrims, I mean, uh, men and women, just the same, all pilgrims, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. But it's just, <laughs> it's cute. I like it. I like them all dressed up for, uh... But I guess he's, he's gonna do a, a history on the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, that's right! We can't forget Jimmy! We can't forget Jimmy! He's also dressed up like a, a male pilgrim. So, Kimmy announces that we present the Thanksgiving pageant in one part by Fernando and the Gibbler players. <laughs> I love it. I love this. I, no, I have to, I, I gotta watch this show on Hulu. <laughs> Stephanie says, now before you get too deep into that Handmaid's Tale or whatever this is. And I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta get on, I gotta get on watching the Handmaid's Tale. Because I hear so many things about it. I just love the, the references that they toss in here. It's just be beautiful, beautiful. And they all say, is this a line from The Handmaid's Tale? They say, blessed be the fruit. Okay, I did a little research, and yes, that is a line from The Handmaid's Tale. So, Stephanie has the most important question of the day. That is at least on somebody's mind. Has anyone seen Dad or the other guys? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Dad and the, gu the guys, not dad and the other guys. Jimmy goes after, goes over to Steph and says, the question and answer period will begin after the performance. And he tells her, so please hold any questions for the next 45 minutes. Ramona tells Jimmy, oh, don't forget about the puppet show. And he's like, right, the next hour and 45 minutes. Oh, God! Well, it could be entertaining. I mean, it is Fernando and the Gibblers, and we know that they can put on a heck of a show. They can put on a heck of a show. Or it could be really like, oh, when is this going to be over? Oh. Constantly checking your phone. Dang, it's only been five minutes. Oh. I 
love. And it's a visual reaction from Stephanie. She just puts a hand to her forehead. Like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. So Fernando sets the scene. It's 1620. The first Thanksgiving. Snow is falling. On Plymouth World. He says Plymouth. It looks. You look at the word Plymouth. It, lo- it basically looks like Plymouth. Just like Dartmouth looks like Dartmouth. And Fernando, Jimmy, Kimmy, and Ramona are all like with their fingers like doing like, oh, the snow is falling. Stephanie's like, oh, <laughs> don't mind me. I'm just going to plug in this really loud blender. <laughs> well, if this isn't a sign of things to follow. Because <laughs> oh, she goes, plugs it in. Boom. Electricity's going out. What? She plugged in a blender. That's a, probably the first appliance she's used all day. So where is that coming from? Like that, that blender does not create a blackout in their house. A power outage. So Fernando is like, she blocked the sun. She's a witch. And all <laughs> Jimmy, Kimmy, Ramona, and Fernando all point their fingers at Stephanie. So she tells him, like, hey... I tripped the breaker. Okay, I'm gonna go upstairs. And Kimmy says, Egad, the witch is escaping! Husband, grab the musket! And Stephanie is looking at her like, really? Really? I love how Stephanie kind of puts a hand on him and is like, you, you all just keep on doing what you're doing out here. I'm gonna go upstairs. I gotta say this. The Gibbler fan, I love them. I love their quirkiness. I love their spontaneity. Seriously. Everyone brings their A-game to the show. Every single one of the actors portraying these characters. I'm just like... We need... The laughter and the spontaneity and the enthusiasm from the Gibblers and Fernando and Jimmy. Because, well, Jimmy counts as a Gibbler. So the Gibblers and Fernando. Honestly. Fernando just sounds like such a cute name. Part of me would love to get a little golden retriever and name him Fernando. Call him Ferdy for short. Or Nando for short. And now I'm looking at you cooking back at me. Don't mind me, 
just gonna plug in this really loud blender. <gasps> she blocked her son. She's a witch. I tripped the breaker, okay? I'm gonna go upstairs. Hey, Dad! The witch is escaping! Husband, fetch the musket! <laughs> So Stephanie heads upstairs, says, Hey, Deej, do you know where the circuit breaker is? And DJ comes right out of the boys' room. Luckily, she shuts the door behind her so Steph can't see anything. I bet, but she might not be able to see anything, but you know there are amazingly beautiful, warm aromas just wafting out of that room. So DJ's like, hey, Steph, what's going on? And Stephanie tells, hey, I plugged in one appliance and the power went out. Usually that only happens when a bunch of appliances are plugged in. And DJ, of course, she's playing. I'm like, oh, that is weird. That's so very weird. And right away, Stephanie starts smelling hmm. It's a Thanksgiving feast happening in the boys' room right now. Oh my gosh, I would, ugh. But it smells so divine. And Stephanie asks, like, whoa, it smells so good up here. And DJ's like, well, it's, it's your food, it's wafting. I'm like, but she hasn't really made too much yet. Not enough that stuff will be wafting. She doesn't even have the turkey yet. And Stephanie's like, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I didn't smell it on the way up the stairs. And DJ says, oh, well, it travels in pockets. What? Okay. She is really trying to throw Steph off the trail. It's like, the longer St Stephanie stands there, the more she's going to be able to smell that. Because I'm sure it's coming out of the, the seams of the shut door. She says, oh, it finds the nose. That's how wafting works. Uh-huh. And St Stephanie says, because we hear a clattering. And she says, well, what was that? And... DJ's like, oh, oh, don't go in there. Yeah, I'd be like, no, I'd be a little suspicious. Like, move out of the doorway. I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta know what's in there. DJ checks it. Oh, Max can't find his holiday vest, and he's a wreck. You know how Max is with his vest, everyone. He, he loves his vests. Remember that one he made for the 4th of July? Oh, that was so colorful. So, Stephanie's, oh, well, let me talk to him. I know how to handle this kid, or I know how to deal with him. And DJ's like, no, 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 no. There's also a problem with his bow tie. He's a, he's out of control. Uh-huh. So DJ tries to get Steph to go downstairs. Like, oh, you know, I will take care of the circuit breaker. Why don't you just, oh, you know, I smell something burning downstairs. And Stephanie sniffs the air and it's like, I, I don't smell anything. DJ starts pushing Stephanie towards the stairs, like, no, that's, that's the wafting. Just go, just go. Like, oh my gosh. Where's the circuit breaker again? <laughs> hey! What's going on? It, it's so weird. I plugged in one appliance and the lights went out. That usually only happens when there's a bunch of stuff plugged in. <laughs> that is weird. So very weird. <laughs> hmm. It smells so good up here. Yeah, it's your food. It's, it's wafting. It's so weird, though. I, I didn't smell it all the way up the stairs. Well, it travels in pockets. It, 
the nose. That's how wafting works. <laughs> What's that? No, I, I wouldn't go in there. Max can't find his holiday vest. He's a wreck. <laughs> oh, let me go talk to him. I know how to get through to the kid. No, 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 no. No, there's also a problem with the bow tie. He's out of control. Yeah, I will take care of the circuit breaker. I'll fix it in a jiffy. But I, I smell something burning downstairs. Oh, you do? I... So we come back to the meat freezer with the guys. Jesse's saying, "Hey, Joey, don't don't be sad. Here, I made a sausage scarf for you." Because <laughs> Joey's the one who's sitting, and we got Jesse and Danny that are standing by the door. Jess, I don't think a scarf made of sausages is going to make up for the fact that you just dropped a 30-year secret bomb. Jesse tells him, you know, it, it won't keep you warm, but it does add a pop of color to your outfit. And Joey gives this dig of, oh, are you sure you don't want to keep them, you know, just for you two? Joey's hurting everyone. He's hurting and it's understandable. So, Danny tries to get, you know, Joey to turn his attitude around. Like, you know, Joey, doesn't matter how or when you join this family. It just matters that you're an incredible part of it. It's like, yeah, that's great. But still, it doesn't erase the fact that for the longest time, he felt, you know, you needed the both of them. And this really, really contradicts. The first, you know, episode of Full House. Like, hey, I got Joey moving in and Jesse moving in. Everything's going to work out super great. Danny was all about super great back in season one. Oh, the guys are sitting on, mil like, upturned milk crates. Okay. And Jesse tells Joey, like, hey, we've been, you've been such a loyal friend for 30 years. And Joey's like, go on. You think, Jess, come on, you think saying that's going to make him feel better? This, I don't know what to do with this. As Danny tells Joey, look, I've always loved you. It's just that after losing Pam, it just didn't seem right to have a comic move in the house. What? I just, uh, let's see how Danny kind of explains this, because it's just, the death of his wife and the fact that Joey's a comic just... What does one have to do with the other? Danny continues saying, you know, I had young kids and you had odd hours. And then he, Danny looks to the door like, you know, we may not get out of here tonight. It's like, it's basically like confession time. And Danny says, I may not be able to tell you this at the Thanksgiving table, but I want to thank you for that I got to spend my life with both of you. It is 34 years of memories, guys. 34 years. Granted, we only got to see eight, eight seasons worth of those years, but there's some pretty incredible fun times with the, the trio guys. They had some, uh, yeah. Remember that time that um, I've got a secret episode from season eight where Michelle wanted a super fortress for the super secret Muni, Mighty Mutant Kids Club or something? And Jesse, Danny, and Joey <laughs> all like, hey, let's go to like the local toy store and 
wait for a shipment to come in. And they all did this for the love of Michelle. But I, I love it when the guys are all together like this. Or when they played that charity hockey game together. And they all got into like a big old wrestling match with all their hockey gear on. <laughs> From um, Sisters in Crime. Because you know, whenever the three guys get together, there's either going to be arguing, there's going to be macho manly. <laughs> That's proof who's... Or, yeah, divorce court, when they're doing the uh, run around the track and everything. It's just, yeah. These guys, they're three peas in a pod. Joey's like, oh, dang it, you two made my eyes water. Now they're frozen shut. <laughs> oh, God. Joey stands up and says, come on, breathe on me, because it's like, I need you to help unthaw my frozen eyelids. Oh, God. So, Joey, I don't know whether he's supposed to be Sleeping Beauty, you know, Aurora, or if, if he's supposed to be reenacting Snow White. He's like, I've awakened from my slumber. I don't know which prince to marry. Okay. Mm. So, group hug. Jesse says, you know, guys, we're going to all be alright. And, of course, Danny ends up pulling some hair off of Jesse's head. Turns out he says, well, my moose must have frozen. That's the only spot, right? As how in the world would the hair be coming off so easily? It wouldn't be. But at least this uh, lights a match under Je Jesse's feet. He's like, oh, without my hair, I'm nothing. We gotta get out of this place. And he goes and he grabs um, that hanging slab of meat. Just so you're gonna use that like a battering ram to break the glass in the window. You know, if they'd have thought of that a while ago, they would have been out like lickety split. And in Jesse's eyes, because we always know that he's always cared about his hair, he says, the only thing worse than death is going bald. So yeah, they take the end of that slab of meat, Jesse does, and he... Pushes it right through the glass in that little window in the door, and it's like, all right, he pulls himself out enough to unlock the door. Like, I got it, guys, I got it. So, Danny has got the turkey, it's like, all right, we're out of here. And Danny and Joey just leave Jesse hanging in that little window in the freezer, and Joey hangs that. Uh, Scarf of sausages around Jesse's neck, like, oh, guys, you've got someone. Jesse's like, guys, a little help, huh? <laughs> Remember, he always did, like, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, Danny and Joey come back and help Jesse through, like, okay, let's open the door and get him out of there. Ah, Joey, please don't be sad. Here, I made a scarf out of sausage for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spend my life with both of you. 
Dang it, you two made my eyes water, and now they're frozen shut. Come on, breathe on me. I've awoken from my slumber. I don't know which handsome prince to marry. Guys, we're going to be okay. Jess? Oh, girl. I think your hair turned to ice. My gel must have froze. Is it just that one spot? Let's go with yes. Ooh. Without my hair, I'm nothing. We gotta get out of this place. Move! <laughs> uh, the only thing worse than death is going bald. All right, you're free. So, all right, let's jump back to the house. It looks like it's evening time because we see a shot of the house and it's dark outside and the lights are on in the house and everything. As Stephanie calls up to DJ, like, hey, DJ, I need you. And DJ's like, I'm coming. I'm here. I got you totally covered. And she's like, I knew you would. And she takes in, DJ takes in the entire kitchen table is covered with with food and, uh, you know, a nice dessert and what looks like a giant. Let me take a look at so, Yeah, there's pans, there's cookware, there's silver. Just the entire table is covered. It looks like it could be like a large serving dip tray is what I'm looking at that's on top of an upturned basket. But it looks like Stephanie did a, da- a bang up job. She really did. Which I mean, to be expected unless from Steph. I mean, this is her first year and she definitely pulled it off. And DJ says, wow, Steph, this is really beautiful. I gotta say, not just the food, but the entire kitchen, even the the living room. I love how the set designers decked it out with fall leaves and just made it really autumn and, you know, homey-looking gathering, just family gathering, just utterly beautiful. And, of course... DJ's like, oh, well, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. And that's all I did. That's all I did. Nothing else. And it's like, DJ, you're going to give yourself away. Well, more like one of the kids is going to give her away. So Stephanie's like, well, if the guys would just get here already with my Thanksgiving turkey, everything would be perfect. Kimmy comes through the room. Guys, guys, stop fighting. It's only Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, okay, we've done this now three times, Kimmy. What is this? Your... Uh, <laughs> the thing you're gonna say to sign up or like announce something big like I'm gonna I'm just gonna use this whenever I go into a room <laughs> and DJ just looks at Kimmy and says nobody's fighting here comes Tommy and Stephanie's like hey Tommy you got something on your face there and he's like cheesy potatoes cause he's got a little smudge of cheese like on his nose and on the side of his cheek like well he just gave you all away Maybe you shouldn't have included Tommy in this 
Operation Mission Save Thanksgiving or Cheesy Potatoes or whatever they were calling it. Stephanie straightens the look up at DJ. She says, Cheesy Potatoes. Like, hmm, interesting. Really? So, yeah, I think she's on to DJ's game. Like, what else did uh, did you make aside from cheesy potatoes? Because, do you know, it's not just about the cheesy potatoes. I bet anything DJ's or Stephanie's going to be like, you know what? Um, I thought I smelled many, many aromas coming out of that room. So I wasn't wrong. No, Stephanie straightens and looks at DJ's it's like, cheesy potatoes. I didn't make any cheesy potatoes. And DJ's like, oh, well, he probably heard that in a rap song somewhere. I'm like, nice save. Nah, you don't let your kids listen to rap music, Deej. So DJ kind of pushes time. like, go upstairs, go upstairs. And Stephanie continues to, like, she looks like DJ kind of stabbed her in the back with this, you know, side cooking. Like, oh, cheesy potatoes. Okay, did you make anything else? And I'd be like, um, she made a whole Thanksgiving feast up in the, the boys' bedroom. And I love how DJ's, like, acting so innocent. Like, how could you even ask me that? And Stephanie's like, did you make anything else? And, yeah, here comes Cosmo with, like, a few, like, green beans, like, uh, attached to his face. Like, oh, green bean casserole. Uh-huh. So, of course, in her Cosmo voice, DJ's like, DJ didn't make that. That was my green bean casserole. <laughs> I love Kimmy. <laughs> That's what you think Cosmo sounds like? No, no, no. He, he sounds like this. And, and Stephanie's like, Kimmy, not now. We're not doing Cosmo impressions. So Kimmy's like, Cosmo, let's get out of here. And she does her own impression. Like, yes, I agree, Kimberlina. So Stephanie turns back to DJ, hands on her hips, and is like, you made a whole meal, didn't you? And DJ's like, well, not a whole meal. I mean, I didn't even try a turkey. You're not helping yourself, DJ. Granted, I really think that they could have come together bringing, you know, they're not just one person doing it, but just two sisters working in the kitchen, making a Thanksgiving meal. Why does it just have to be all down to one person? And Stephanie's hurt. She's like, what happened to believing in me? And DJ tells her, well, I do believe in you. It's just those crazy persimmon recipes I have a problem with. And so this is basically, this is their fight. Is Stephanie tells her basically, and we all know this about DJ. DJ is always one about wanting to have her way. Remember the miracle of Thanksgiving when Danny's like, hey, we're just going to try and get a reservation at a restaurant. What do you think of that idea? And DJ's like, I think the idea stinks. Because DJ, Stephanie's like, yeah, let's go to a restaurant. And <laughs> DJ's like, I think the idea stinks. It's like, ugh. So Stephanie tells DJ, why don't you go upstairs to what I'm sure is a tiny William Sonoma up in the boys' room. What is William Sonoma? I want to look that up. Okay, William Sonoma... Your source for gourmet foods and professional quality cookware. Okay, well, hey, now I know. Now I know what William Sonoma is. Stephanie says, and go eat your cheesy potatoes. Because I'm going to Uncle Monty's to get my turkey. DJ apologizes, like, Steph, I'm sorry. And Stephanie's angry. She's like, I don't want to hear it, Deej. Where are your keys? I need your car. 
And Deidre says, well, Dad took my car. And Stephanie finds Joey's keys and says, all right, well, Joey's car it is. I'm like, oh, boy, this is not going to be good. You just hear the audience go, oh, like they, they know what is coming. They know. Oh, Cosmo's got green beans on his face. A green bean casserole? DJ didn't make that. <laughs> casserole. That's what you think Cosmo sounds like? No, it's more like, hey, Kimmy, not now. <laughs> Come on, Cosmo. Let's get out of here. Yes, I agree, Kimberlina. <laughs> goes out to the backyard to go to Joey's car. She <laughs> turns her head and looks back at the house and says, her head is a cheesy potato. And the whole time the audience is like, we all know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And I'm not sure why I kept thinking this happened during the daytime because originally in Full House it did happen like in the afternoon. It's clearly evening time because it's well if this is, you know, set in November more than likely, time changes happen, and it's starting to get dark at like 5, 5.30 at night. So I can understand, and maybe... Well, let's wait and see what happens when she gets into the car. Does the dashboard light up? If it doesn't, then that could be a thing. Like, maybe she just doesn't see the dial, the, um, you know, the drive reverse neutral park. Because mind you, I mean, you all know Rosie is a, is a much older model than, you know, cars today that have a light-up dashboard. I just, oh, I love the audience reaction when she opens the door and sits down. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, call back, call back. So, I, yeah, I'm looking at the dashboard. We see it. She 
hits it in reverse. It doesn't light up. Again, it's an old car. And she probably, she's not even looking when she shifts. She just shifts it into reverse. And that car, the way it rolls back is almost as if somebody did, like, put it in reverse and put their foot on the accelerator. Because it immediately rolls back, like, it's running on jet fuel. Like, But if you think about it, Stephanie doesn't have the excuse that she's eight years old and her feet can't touch the pedals. Audience is going wild at this revelation. Like, ah! Because <laughs> we see the car back in through them just like how she did when she was eight with Joey's car again. But, of course, hits the table, which it did in the uh, first episode. Same thing, but this table's got things. Her Everything she's worked on the entire day, Thanksgiving food-wise, is on that table. And, of course, the car going in reverse, hitting that table... And just make it, you know, the food just slide off. Because it kind of busted the legs out from under uh, the table. And the food just <laughs> slides off onto the floor. It's like, no! But Steph's got bigger problems than just her Thanksgiving feast on the floor. So, funnily enough, same lines. And she's like, I'm in the house. And I'm still in the car. And she says it with like, I'm still in the house. Or I'm in the house and I'm still in the car. Like, <laughs> Guys, we all know if this happened in real life, Stephanie would definitely be injured. I love how she has the, again. <laughs> well, Stephanie gets, I mean, her, her jaw is just like on the floor. Like, oh, just in shock, just surveying the, the damage that's been done. The kitchen table is broken. The, all of her Thanksgiving feast food is on the floor. And you see audience. I love, ugh, I love the audience. Just like, oh, like, oh. So Stephanie shuts the door because she has to come out of the passenger side. And when she shuts the door, there is a beam across the window that she just went through of that had, like, like some kitchen stuff, some, like, ceramic things, and just splits into right down the middle. And just, like, oh, whoa. Not expecting that. All right, so I wanted to look at what was on that beam before it comes crashing down. We got a, a blue, like, metal bike couple little small potted plants in colorful vases. It almost looks like the box set of full houses up there because it looks like a, a model of the house a little bit. And what looks like, I swear, is another throwback to that cook, that duck, that white duck cooking, or cooking, white duck cookie jar. That looks like that could be another throwback possibly. Of course, another flashback line as she looks like, hey, maybe no one will notice. Yeah, right. That's a pretty big gaping hole in your kitchen wall to not notice that. Plus, there's a car in the kitchen. So Tommy comes in and Stephanie's like, hi, Tommy. And he's like, there's a car in the kitchen. Now, granted, yes, he doesn't do the Michelle, there's a car in the kitchen. But come on, guys, let's not compare the two, honestly. They're both different kids. They both have their different way of doing lines. 
And Stephanie's like, oh, there is? And she turns around to look. Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> DJ and Steve coming through the kitchen door. Like, ah! <laughs> DJ with, oh, my flashback. And I'm like, yes, I love this. I love it so much. It's, honestly, this is the callback to end all callback, at least up to this point in season five. Like, ah! <laughs> I know there are people out there like, oh, why did they have to do this with the car? They didn't have to. It's like, no, they didn't have to. But it's the last season, the last nine episodes of Fuller House. And it's like, perfect time. What a way to bring this back during Thanksgiving Day while Stephanie's trying to make a new meal. And then, of course, the, she drives Joey's car, backs, backs it into the kitchen. And just hurt. I mean, it shoved that kitchen table all the way past the kitchen island just about. And you just see the food is just on the floor. It's interesting. It's funny because, think about it. This happened in season three. Steve wasn't around for that. So it's kind of fun to like, I wasn't here for this originally, but whoa. And I love how DJ right away is like, Stephanie, are you hurt? And Stephanie's like, no, no, I'm fine. And we see Jackson and Max coming down from the stairs from upstairs. And you know that I bet anything Max is going to be like, oh my gosh. Just like when you were eight, even though I didn't exist then or something. He's going to definitely, yeah, point out the obvious. And Stephanie's like, I can't believe I did this again. And I ruined Thanksgiving. And I love... DJ's sisterly moment of just no, no, no. As long as you're okay, that's all that matters. Like, wait a bit. I mean, yes, this is an issue. We haven't gotten to Joy's reaction. Oh my goodness. But I love that DJ's like, it's gonna be okay, Steph. You're not hurt. That's all that's important is that you're fine. Like, this Thanksgiving dinner, I know, you know, you worked hard on it and everything. And Stephanie's weird, like, well, I am fine until Dad sees his house and Joey sees his car. Oh, boy. So DJ takes full blame, full responsibility. Like, it's my fault. If I had just trusted you in the first place, you wouldn't have gotten mad and you wouldn't have driven Joey's car. Stephanie <laughs> says, oh, okay, so you'll tell Dad that you did this? And DJ tells her, okay, there's no way he will believe that. Like, no, 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 no. Now it's Stephanie's history. Stephanie's like, well, I'm just so glad you're a control freak that made a backup dinner. And Stephanie looks at her food on the floor. She's like, well, which we're actually going to need now. Flying off that table. I'm in the house and I'm still in the car. Again. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Okay. 
So we hear music coming from the living room and Stephanie says, I must have hit my head harder than I thought because I hear music. DJ's like, so do I. And they all turn and they start going towards the living room. There is an entire performance going on in there. So we see Fernando dressed up like Yankee Doodle Boy (laughs) and Kimmy and Ramona dressed, they're all dressed in red, white, and blue. And I love how Fernando's holding, like, a Statue of Liberty torch, and they're uh, singing the song, um, is it America or Coming to America? And I love how when Jimmy comes in with baby Danielle, I'm not sure where he's been, but he immediately sits down the car seat and starts getting into the dance. And it's really good. I love the performance. I love... Um, Juan, pa- Juan Pablo de Pace's voice as Fernando is just amazing. And uh, just, I love this dance sequence and I love the song. And it's funny how Fernando, like, it's like he's going to continue this dance into the kitchen, but he, like, opens the door just a little bit and sees the demolished kitchen with the car in the, the kitchen. It's like, okay, no, we're just going to keep this here in the living room. So. The door opens, the guys come in, Danny's holding the turkey, and Jesse just takes one look at Fernando, who's, they finished the song, and Jesse says, we should have stayed in the freezer. (laughs) Oh, he's always so harsh with Fernando. So Danny's like, oh, this kitchen's getting cold, I'm gonna go warm it up, or this turkey's getting cold, I'm going into the kitchen to warm it up, because I'm starving. And DJ and they're like, oh, no, 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 don't go in the kitchen. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah, my turkey's getting cold for me there. <laughs> 
But yeah, their reaction is <laughs> Joey's like, My car! Danny's like, My kitchen! And Jesse says, My dinner! Oh my gosh. I love how Moreno comes in there and he says, My country, tis of thee! And the guys just look at him like, Are you, are you serious right now? Jesse's like trying to wrestle that uh, Statue of Liberty light that <laughs> Fernando's holding. Like, <laughs> not the time. So, alright, we're in the living room. Everyone is eating their version of a Thanksgiving dinner while Danny is pacing back and forth on his cell phone, getting a hold of Merv and saying, Yes, my daughter drove through the kitchen again. <laughs> hear Merv's and but hear Danny saying very funny no she's not eight but she should have known better so when Danny gets off the phone Stephanie apologizes like dad Joey I'm sorry I'd like to promise that this wouldn't happen a third time but obviously I can't guarantee that <laughs> I can't make that guarantee like uh, uh. thank you Danny as he hugs her and says that's right, sweetheart. I'm just thankful you're not hurt. Like, thank you. That should have been your first thing that you said. So, Joey takes us surprisingly surprisingly well. He says, don't worry, Steph. It's just a car. Besides, I got Rosie 3 back in Vegas, which will you will never see, by the way. <laughs> of course, Jesse. Always got to make it about the hair. It's like, I think you're missing the point here. The fact that we got out of that freezer before I went bald. <laughs> and Kimmy's like, well, we would have come to get you, but we were dealing with typical Thanksgiving things. A, a car in the kitchen, a, a kitchen in the bedroom. And Amer uh, Fernando explaining America to people who have lived here all their lives. <laughs> I love Fernando when he puts on a southern accent. He's like, that's very American of me. <laughs> Fernando did the voice better, I definitely. <laughs> DJ brings in little Tommy and Kimmy with an arm around Fernando and her other hand is holding a plate of food. She says, America is much fuller with you in it, my love. Oh, I love I love Kimmy and Fernando. They're so sweet together. They really are. So Steve tells DJ, like, on the, at the risk of being on shaky ground again, DJ, you gotta try this Parmesan salad. And Max, who, we haven't gotten many quips from him this episode, he says, yeah, the fa uh, my uh, palate normally doesn't match Sandwich Steve, but I gotta agree, the kid's right. So, Steve gives DJ a forkful of Parmesan salad, and for a second there, you're a little unsure, like, how is she, but her eyes light up, like, I think we have a new recipe for the book, and it's like, yes! So, DJ... It almost seems like she's apologizing to the family for being a bit overboard, you know, with the cookbook and family recipe book and everything and how traditions like these, I know I tend to go overboard, but it's not just about cheesy potatoes or potatoes with cheese on them. And Jackson's looking at this cheesy potatoes like, what are they? And oh my gosh, hands down, Jimmy gets the best line here as he looks at him. He's like, is it people? <laughs> I love his frightened <laughs> line. It's just so Jimmy sometimes also gets the best funniest lines too. Like, oh he's just 
Oh, <laughs> we get a shot of the family just look turning and looking at Jimmy like, who even are you? You're going to be our in-laws. You're going to be in our in-laws soon. Hey, you guys have put up with Cammy for 30 plus years. You can, you can, yeah. You should be aware of the Gibbler oddities. <laughs> I mean, you've had Kimmy for 30 some years, so. And DJ says, well, in a way it is. And everyone just blah, blah, <laughs> spitting out their food. <laughs> DJ's like, no, no, I mean, it's a metaphor. <laughs> and she says, it's about, you know, Thanksgiving's about people and the people that you love and the people that you're thankful for. And the people I'm most grateful for in the world. Yeah, she says, the people I'm most grateful for in the world are sitting right here. Except Michelle. And DJ stands up and she says, I just love you guys. And getting together is the greatest tradition of all every year. I love this sisterly moment between DJ and Stephanie. You know, DJ, Stephanie says, you know, I, I love how you care about maintaining family traditions. And DJ says, I know. And I promise to leave room for new ones. Yeah, sisters working together and family togetherness. And DJ says, just as long as one of them isn't driving through the kitchen. <laughs> so DJ and Stephanie hug, and we hear Danielle crying as Jimmy pulls her out of her car seat and says, I think someone's hungry for the first piece of solid food. Oh, I forgot what she gives her, but we'll find out. And Stephanie says, I know just what it should be. Mom's picture perfect pumpkin pie. Looks like a kind of a puree, but I'm like, I love that. It's so that's so sweet. It's like, you know, the circle goes round again. The circle of life. Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> but I just I think that's a nice little button on the end of the episode. She's like, you can't feed a baby pumpkin pie. And Stephanie says, Well, it's pumpkin puree, but she doesn't need to know that. She's just a baby. Danny's like, that's great. Another family tradition, lying to babies. <laughs> it looks like baby Daniel likes it and Stephanie turns around and says happy Thanksgiving everybody and everyone's like, happy Thanksgiving hugs all around aww hey Merv I'd like to file a claim because my daughter drove through the kitchen again <laughs> very funny no she's not eight but she should have known better <laughs> bye dad Joey I I'm so sorry I'd like to promise that this won't happen a third time, but obviously I can't guarantee that. That's okay, sweetheart. I'm just thankful you're not here. Ah, don't worry about it, Steph. It's just a car. Plus, I've got Rosie 3 back in Vegas, which you'll never see, by the way. <laughs> I think you guys are all missing the point here. We got out of that freezer before I went bald. <laughs> well, we would have come to get you, but we've been dealing with typical Thanksgiving things, you know. Car in the kitchen, a kitchen in the bedroom, and Fernando explaining America to people who've lived here our entire lives. That's very American of me. <laughs> well, I'm thankful you're here. America is so much fuller with you in it, my love. Hey, Deej, at the risk of being on shaky ground again, you gotta try this persimmon salad. Yeah, my palate rarely matches Sandwich Steve, but the kid's right. <laughs> I think we have a new recipe for the book. Yes! You guys, I know I make a really big deal about these traditions, but 
understand for me things like cheesy potatoes aren't just about potatoes with cheese on them. Well, what are they? Is it people? Another family tradition, lying to babies. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, everybody, that was the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I had a fun time covering this episode. I'm like, I want to get one more holiday episode in before the end of the year. I know I've already done all the Christmas episodes of Full House and Fuller House. And I'm just thinking, let's see. I know I have at least two relatables. One of which I've already spoken about. About the time I got uh, shut in the freezer when I worked at KFC. The other one is to do with Stephanie. Um, (laughs) It's happened twice. The first time it happened, it was with Mike. Um, I was newly licensed. I was backing out of the garage, the one that was attached to the house before my dad closed it off. And I always had a problem, you know, with backing out of the garage. It always was on the right-hand side, like wasn't giving myself enough space. And the car just right along the right side of the garage door. My dad was furious. And I was probably about, what, 16, 17 at that time? Fast forward at least a year or two later, my dad built another garage that was separate from the house because he had closed off the one that was attached to the house. And this garage was, it seems like it was brand new. It wasn't that old. And I took his, I don't know, this was not, this was still dad's car, I remember, because I was going to go up to the farm, up to my grandparents' house, like, a mile away. And I remember it was because I wanted to tape the Growing Pains movie, so it happened in the year 2000, so I think it was, like, the second half of my junior year. Anyway... Oh boy, was he angry. 
did the same exact thing. Wasn't watching because his truck was on the other side. And wasn't really watching my right side. And there wasn't... I basically hit along the right side of the garage again. Yeah. So that's how I relate to Stephanie. And then that's also with the freezer. That's how I relate to the guys with getting stuff in the freezer. As far as any other relatables with any other characters, I, d I don't have any. I don't really have a worst character. Like, oh, this person was the absolute worst. I mean, DJ's always been a bit of a it's got to be my way or the highway kind of attitude. But, um, outfits? The best outfit, hands down. I want to give it to Fernando for that, uh, Yankee Doodle red, white, and blue outfit. It's just beautiful. Runner-up, I want to give it to... I liked Kimmy's fried egg earrings. I really thought those were awesome. So that's going to be second place runner-up. Worst, I really... The only reason I'm giving it to DJ is I'm not a fan of the color beige. And it, I mean, she did kind of have a matching headband and stuff, but I'm just like, I really, I didn't dig it. I mean, she was stylish, but I just wasn't a fan of the color. So that's worst outfit award for her. And I don't honestly have a runner up for worst outfit. So lesson learned from this episode. Um... Oh, God. How about don't drive uh, back uh, car into... Make sure you have... How many times have cars been in the back of that yard? Of the tanner yard? So many times. Okay, here's one. Don't drive when you're angry. You need to drive with a clear head. Granted, she was in the backyard. She wasn't in the middle of traffic, but still... Not to mention, it was an older car. Like I said, the dashboard didn't light up. She wasn't even looking when she, you know, um, turned the gear shift to put it into. And the thing, just, just, bottom line, guys, don't, don't drive when you're angry. And another thing, when it comes to Thanksgiving, why don't you just, it's about people coming together. Let people kind of bring, you know, everyone kind of come together with their with their own dishes and stuff like that, too. And just everyone just come together. Just many, you know, different foods. People have different palates and stuff like that. And some people may have food allergies. Just take into consideration and stuff. It's just like, I get, I, I like that the staff wanted to do something, you know, new recipes and stuff. But why don't you just combine the two? That way people are not only trying something that they're familiar with, but they're trying something new. And just, yeah. Palette's always got room for uh, expanding to new tastes. Alright, so join me. Since this is being released on Thanksgiving, the final episode in the Back to School Part 2 series was Season 4's President Fuller, where Max is running for class president and his girlfriend slash friend is also running for class president. So, yeah, that'll be fun to see how that turns out.
I hope that everyone has a nice, warm family Thanksgiving. I understand that things are going to be different this year. And I just pray that next year things will be a little bit back to normal-ish. At least 100% different than what they are now. So, alright everybody. See ya tomorrow with a new episode. Take care. And please continue to be safe. If you want to email the podcast, go to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to leave a review, you can go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It's pretty much the same thing. And look up the All My Lanta Holy Chalupas or just type in Full House Podcast and leave a review. If you want to leave a review that's got a turkey in it, I would love to see that. Or for December, if you want to leave a review that's got a Christmas tree and Santa Claus and gifts, I would love to see that too. So, all right. Bye-bye, everyone.